Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Stephen Nill, CEO of CharityChannel.com. So, you want your charity to succeed. You came to the right place. Integration of online and offline techniques is the key to your fundraising success and practical advice on going green is what you need. With this show, The Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart, you will learn from experts around the world who provide advice you can use. Our host is Ted Hart, one of the foremost nonprofit thought leaders. His books range from successful online fundraising to use of social media and how to make your nonprofit green. His guests are leaders in their field who will share tips and trade secrets for nonprofit management, green strategy, and fundraising success. Ted lectures around the world, but now he's here for you. From the latest in charity news, technology, fundraising, and social networking, Ted and his guests help you maneuver through this economic downturn in the charitable sector to greater levels of efficiency and fundraising success. And now, here's Ted. Hey, welcome here to the Nonprofit Coach. This is Ted Hart, and I'm live here in Washington, D.C. It is Monday, April 12th, and I've got a great show for you today. A uh, fantastic page two expert uh, that I want to get, get right to, but the uh, first thing we've got up here. Uh, is page one. Uh, first up on page one is an uh, interesting study over on third sector, uh, and this is a study coming to us out of the UK, and this uh, helps us tee up the uh, Facebook and Twitter, uh, starting to uh, uh, show where the the real uh, uh, focus is for charities today. And what this study from DMS shares with us, a survey of 24,000 people, uh, is that those uh, who are on social networking sites, uh, who are active on social networking sites, uh, ages 25 to 34 are 37% more likely uh, to have given a gift over 150 pounds uh, than the average person. Uh, and those over age, or between the ages of 35 and 44 8% more likely uh, to have given a nice gift of 150 pounds. Also looking into this research, uh, social networkers um, in the UK were 106% more likely to have given by text message 
than the population as a whole, and we're 46% more likely to have donated by direct mail. So this is setting the stage for why social networking is so important. It's building those bridges and building that uh, community. So check that out. Of course, all of the links from page one you can always find on our website at p2pfundraising.org. That's the letter two, the number or the letter P, the number two, the letter P fundraising.org. Click on archives in the upper navigation and our most recent uh, issue click on radio links, and you'll be able to find all the links uh, here on page one. A little bit of sad news, but I guess a uh, uh, sign of the times, uh, over on Chronicle of Philanthropy, the Ellis Island organization is going broke. Uh, New York Times is reporting that they need to raise $500,000 in the next two weeks, or they say that they'll have to shut down. They have an emergency appeal going on right now. Of course, these are the folks uh, who oversee the Ellis Island and Statue of Liberty, uh, along with uh, the National Park Service. So we wish them a lot of luck. That's a lot of money to raise in a short period of time, uh, but that's over on Chronicle of Philanthropy. Next up that we have on Radio Links uh, here on the Nonprofit Coach uh, is uh, AdWords Online Classroom. Uh, we're always talking about Google AdWords, and uh, our page two expert is an expert in AdWords, uh, and he can tell you when, uh, when he comes up, John Carson, uh, how he has really uh, built his company uh, using Google AdWords. Uh, and so you can learn more about that in the Google AdWords online classroom, uh, and the link is available, again, at p2pfundraising.org. Click on Archives, and uh, you'll be able to go right to the most recent issue. Uh, next up, uh, I've got a little bit of a, a, a little clip here for you, uh, and then I'll explain why uh, we're playing the funeral march today. Now, uh, 800. I uh, just want to be able to uh, speak over the, the uh, funeral march there. Uh, $850 million looks like it might be going down the drain over at AOL. They purchased the social networking site Bebo, and it's not going so well. Uh, that's a lot of money back in 2008 uh, for, uh, uh, for Bebo, and it looks like uh, they're going to throw in the towel. It's not clear if they're going to try to sell it uh, or they're going to uh, – uh, just close it down, but a lot of people over on Bebo, uh, quite popular uh, in uh, in Europe, uh, but uh, AOL's purchase of Bebo has not been a success. Here's a, a way to save some money. I found this interesting. Uh, this is over on uh, uh, from the Associated Press over on Yahoo News, uh, and this is uh, you can stretch your budget in your office. Uh, it turns out by changing the font uh, uh, for uh, for printing on your computer. Uh, the uh, Century Gothic, uh, it uh, shows that that uh, uh, takes less ink uh, and that you can save money each year by changing the font and the documents that you print. Of course, we have that link uh, over on P2P uh, Fundraising as well. Uh, but uh, Century Gothic um, and uh, Times New Roman top the list. Uh, but uh, Ariel, looks like that's going to cost you a lot more ink, uh, so I found, uh, found that interesting. Uh, we've got uh, uh, here on page one, uh, update uh, from uh, American Idol is coming back. Uh, Idol Gives Back uh, is going to be uh, on April 21st. Uh, we've got a little um, uh, radio clip for, uh, for Idol Gives Back. Don't miss Idol Gives Back on April 21st. 
I'm gonna give back, are you? I'm giving back, are you? I'm giving back. I'm giving back, are you? I'm giving back. I'm giving back, hope you give back too. I'm giving back, are you? I'm giving back. Watch I Don't Give Back, I'm giving back, are you? I'm giving back. I'm giving back. I'm giving back, are you? So far, Idle Gives Back has raised $140 million for charity through the Idle Gives Back Foundation. Uh, that's a fantastic work that they're doing over on that show. I was quite critical last year uh, when, uh, when they didn't do the show, uh, but I'm very pleased that they're actually stepping it up uh, this year. And apropos to our, our uh, page two expert today, uh, they are for the first time uh, doing an online auction, and that's uh, already open, uh, opened on April 7th and through April 20th. Uh, you can go right online and you can bid for some of your uh, favorite American Idol uh, paraphernalia. Uh, and they've got some uh, pretty high bids there. I, I thought it was really interesting. The Ellen DeGeneres Show VIP package and autographed sneakers um, is, uh, is already up over $11,000, $11,300. So uh, some pricey things over on uh, American Idol's Idol Gives Back. Uh, you can find that link again on uh, p2pfundraising.org. Click on Archives, and you'll find the radio links. Uh, interesting, the uh, very first official uh, Twitter developer conference is going to be taking place later on this week in San Francisco, uh, the 14th through the 15th, and uh, it's got a, a typical uh, Twitter cute name, and this, is, this conference is called Chirp. Uh, so you can find out all the information that you need to know if you're interested in going to Chirp. Uh, this year in San Francisco, and again, that's on uh, Radio Link here on page one. Uh, a little bit, uh, what else have we got here on uh, page one? Well, this is, uh, this is very interesting, and I'm, I'm very, very pleased uh, to, uh, to see this coming out of Gifts in Kind International. Uh, you know I'm uh, a big fan of Gifts in Kind. I think it's a terrific way for charities uh, to stretch their budget. Uh, but the $150 annual dues um, in the past, it's even been higher than that, has been a bit of a detriment to a lot of charities. Well, I'm very pleased to announce today, uh, and this is, uh, this is news coming out of Gifts and Kind uh, International, is that they've created a new friends category uh, where you can actually register for free. You don't get any discount on the administrative and program fees, but you also don't have any upfront fees. Uh, but they've also dropped uh, the annual membership. If you want all the discounts and all the special programs, that's been dropped uh, to $150. So uh, lots of information uh, over at Gifts and Kind International. We've got all the details on p2pfundraising.org. Click on the archives. Uh, but I urge you to check out Gifts and Kind uh, International. Very, very impressed here on uh, page one. We've got uh, the Pepsi Refresh Project, and I want to tell you all about that because I think this is a, an interesting opportunity, and uh, bravo to Pepsi for making these dollars available. Let's hear all about it. Welcome to the Pepsi Refresh Project. This year we're giving millions to fund ideas that will refresh the world. Your ideas, voted on by the public. Here's how it works. Submit your ideas at refresheverything.com for a chance to win a Pepsi Refresh Grant. Ideas can be submitted in six categories. Health and fitness, arts and culture, neighborhoods, the planet, education, food and shelter, Vote for ideas you care about at RefreshEverything.com and help them become a reality. Everyone can vote for up to 10 ideas each day. Help promote good ideas using our Facebook and Twitter tools. The ideas with the most votes will receive a Pepsi Refresh Grant to make them happen. 
So could a soda really make the world a better place? With your help, it will. What do you care about? Join the Pepsi Refresh Project. Thousands of ideas, millions in grants. Every Pepsi refreshes the world. One love, one blood, one people. I really like this idea uh, for the Pepsi Refresh Project. Again, the uh, links are at p2pfundraising.org. Click on Archives. You'll find the radio links. $1.3 million available for nonprofit organizations uh, in different categories, ranging from $5,000 to $250,000. Uh, the leader right now in, uh, in voting, uh, and the current uh, voting period ends April 30th, uh, is the Boys and Girls Club of Monroe County, Tennessee. Uh, excellent projects across the board. Bravo to the charities that have already jumped on board. Uh, but if you've got a great idea, you need some funding, uh, this is a place you can go and post your idea and then promote yourself uh, to see if social networking can help you actually get a grant uh, from uh, Pepsi. So uh, good for them. Now I've got a, a special guest uh, here on page one. Uh, before we get to, uh, to page two, I want to bring... Steve Culbertson in. He's got a very exciting project coming up. Uh, I want to make sure that uh, all of uh, our volunteers out there and all the charities interested in uh, youth projects uh, have a chance to uh, uh, hear all about Global Youth Services Day. I think I've got uh, Steve Culbertson, the president of Youth Service America, on the line here with us. Steve, you here? I am here. Hi, Ted. How are you today? Uh, it's great to have you here on the call. Tell us all about this. You've got uh, uh, a little over uh, uh, 10 days, I see, 10 days uh, and 11 hours until the launch of Global Youth Service Day. What is it? 47 minutes and uh, zero seconds. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're, uh, we're counting down. Uh, Global Youth Service Day is the largest day of service in the world. Uh, this is our 22nd annual, so we've been doing it for a while. And uh, Basically, it's a time to step back and recognize the amazing contributions by young people. Uh, and we, we define young people as kids as young as five and young adults uh, as young as 25, so five to 25, for all of the contributions that they make 365 days of the year in health, education, human service, human rights, and the environment. Steve, I see that you've got uh, over uh, 1,000 projects, all 50 states represented in 62 countries. How do you do that? Well, um, we couldn't do it without the Internet, um, but we do it through a, a network that we work on all year round. There's a, a Global Youth Service Day network of, of NGOs that are based around the world. And, you know, Ted, I have this theory that if you don't have a youth strategy for your NGO, you don't have a strategy at all. And fortunately, a lot of, a lot of uh, nonprofit organizations recognize that young people are, are critical to their current success and critical to their future success. So when, when we reach out to them and say, you know, will you help us recognize the young people in your community, and that can be in Cameroon or it can be in Calcutta or it can be in Kansas, um, we just get an amazing response back. And... Uh, We've got governors out, we've got uh, uh, presidents out, we've got senators out, we've got um, prime ministers out. It's, it's really remarkable around the world how people are coming out to, um, to really help us celebrate uh, the amazing power of youth to change the world. Well, of course, these are the, the donors and the volunteers of, of tomorrow, so this is really a, a fantastic opportunity. And I know, Steve, you're going to come back and be our page two uh, expert in a couple of weeks. I'll give everybody the details on when they can come back and, and ask you more questions. But right now, between, uh, between now and the launch of Youth 
Global Youth Service Day on April 23rd. How can charities, donors, and supporters uh, get involved with this global project? Where, where can they go? Where can they call? How do they connect with you? Sure. Well, they can do two things. Um, one, they can send us an email at info at ysa.org, and that's for Youth Service America, ysa.org. Or they can simply go on the website, uh, and you can go onto the YSA website, or there's a special website just set up for Global Youth Service Day, and it's the initials for that, gysd.org, gysd.org. And you can see on there where you can plan your event, where to post an event that you're, um, that you're putting on. And you can see a map of, of literally the thousands of projects that will be on there um, where you can go and participate. So if you're a young person interested in joining or if you're an NGO that wants to celebrate the young people in your organization, let us know what you're doing. And um, we're really excited to have you as part of the network. That's terrific. Well, Steve, thank you for coming on today. We'll get a chance to chat with you more at length. Uh, a little bit uh, in a couple of weeks, and uh, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Ted. Take care. Great. Everyone, we're on to uh, page two. Well, there are a lot of uh, guys who are really smart, uh, men and women, who are really smart in the use of the Internet for nonprofit organizations. One of the early leaders, and, and I'm going to argue one of the most successful uh, thinkers in uh, use of the Internet for nonprofit purposes, is John Carson. He's the chairman and CEO of what's now known as Bidding for Good, uh, formerly C-Market. He's nationally recognized, and their whole focus is providing uh, a platform for nonprofit organizations to be able to offer online auctions to raise money for all the important charity, uh, charities that need support. I'm enormously impressed with what John has done, and I think I'm most impressed with the fact that uh, John beat eBay. Uh, I think here on the line with us is uh, John Carson. John, you here? Afternoon, Ted. Uh, it's great to have you here, John. I got to start right off uh, with a, a couple of uh, questions. Uh, how'd you beat eBay? Uh, I think it's an old story in the tech world of specialist versus generalist. Um, you know, eBay is a generalist platform. It's really built for power sellers who typically are working out of their house, um, selling a variety of kind of uh, of items. Uh, often used. Um, uh, that, that's really not the needs of a, of, a, of a nonprofit fundraiser. You know, they want to be able to sell tickets to their gala. They want to be able to uh, have sponsorships uh, on their website. They want to be able to take cash donations. They want uh, a fair amount of client service, customer support, which eBay doesn't really offer. That sort of it's sort of a self-service model. So you know, it's really kind of an old story of the special. Uh, that kind of goes after a, a niche or a corner of the market that the generalist is uh, not adequately uh, serving. Well, John, uh, very early on, uh, yeah, obviously, as, as p charities were moving online, the, the thought for auctions was a very early one. The assumption uh, for a lot of people is that, hey, eBay is such a, a big, successful uh, company. Of course, they're going to own this market. Uh, they don't right now. You've really uh, uh, positioned yourself as being the leader in online auctions uh, for charity. So bravo to you. It's great to have you here on uh, page two of the Nonprofit Coach. Uh, now, for all of you who are listening, don't forget that uh, you have the opportunity uh, to ask a question of John. Uh, you can do that by uh, dialing in at one three four seven. 
324-3080. When you get there, just make sure that you uh, raise your hand. Uh, if you're in, uh, then I can go right to you. Uh, if you're a little bit uh, shy and you'd uh, rather uh, email, uh, you can email me at tedhart, T-E-D-H-A-R-T, at tedhart.com, and we'll uh, uh, pick that right up and uh, ask a question of John. Now, John, I've got uh, a question for you. Uh, when you started off, you were C-Market, and now you're bidding for good. Why the change? Um, I think that it's um, a reflection that we have emerged as uh, more of a consumer-facing uh, brand as we have built our own community. We have uh, just over 175,000 of our own bidders. Um, and, you know, honestly, I got tired of people asking if we, were, if we sold fish. Sea <laughs> market. All right. Well, that that's fun. Of course, you are uh, headquartered up in uh, in the Boston area, so that could be a an easy uh, confusion. Now, John, I know um, early on I learned this from you um, that uh, you you were one of the very first in the nonprofit uh, service area that really understood the power of Google AdWords. Now, here on the Nonprofit Coach, uh, we've talked about this. We talked about getting Google grants and, and positioning your organization using AdWords, uh, both on Yahoo and Google. Can you give us a little bit of insight into what this has meant to your company uh, and uh, how you think uh, nonprofits may be able to benefit from your experience? Well, uh, you know, a lot of um, consumers uh, will start uh, a, an investigation uh, to learn about uh, something um, with uh, Google or Yahoo. Um, and so uh, Google's got, you know, an advertising program, uh, AdWords, um, that allows you to target, you know, uh, your little ad to those people who are searching uh, on certain keywords. Um, for us, it was important because um, the fundraising auction market's fairly fragmented, and one of the few places that this market does aggregate is around certain types of search terms, like school auctions or auction fundraisers and so on. So it's a, it's a way to reach people in a timely way. Um, it's very mathematical, um, so you, know, you can very quickly get an assessment of what the kind of financial impact is, um, both in terms of the cost is the cost, but you can start to see click-throughs and that uh, are click-throughs to your own website and then start to you know, understand how many of those click-throughs you know, made a donation or, in our case, you know, became a lead. Um, so it's a very, um, you know, it's very rational. I've, I've, I've long had a view that marketing sits along a spectrum of art to science and, um, uh, that, that, and that there's been a shift um, that has moved from art to science, and so an increasingly quantitative, trackable, accountable kind of methodology, and Google is sort of ground zero for that. John, we've got a, a, an email question here from Diane in Miami, uh, and she's asking, uh, can you tell me a little bit about how do I make an online auction successful? Well, it's... it's um, what I love about the whole business is there's no magic. It really sort of ultimately boils down to a math problem. Um, an auction is a marketplace, and so it really has two major legs. One is supply and one is demand. Um, so, you know, kind of uh, critical success factor number one uh, on the supply side is making sure that you have a good catalog of items that people want to bid on. 
Um, there's, there's categories that are tried and true. Um, dining does very well. Um, sports and entertainment tickets do well. Uh, travel experiences, one of a kind, and so on. Um, and so you need to build uh, a catalog that has um, a merchandising mix that you know, consumers are going to want to bid on, particularly your constituency. Uh, on the, so that's the supply side. On the demand side, um, it's having a good email list. So an email list, you can think of that as quantity and quality. So quantity is the size of the list. Um, you know, 500 names uh, is a good starting point, but then there's this other variable, which is the quality. And so an example here is probably the most engaged uh, group that we work with, um, and we've run now almost 10,000 auctions, um, is schools. And so schools tend to have smaller email lists, but very high engagement because those parents want to support the school. So the quality of the list is very high. Um, beyond that, um, you know, the ability to kind of um, uh, uh, barter uh, a sponsorship on your auction with a local media organization, a newspaper, a radio station, and so on, to get extra added visibility. Um, and then, you know, we, as I said, Bidding for Good has uh, a little over 175,000 of our own bidders, and so being listed in Bidding for Good will typically drive an additional 30% uh, more bids uh, to your auction. So, you know, all those three, you know, so... There's a su supply side element, getting a bunch of items, and uh, not only uh, you know having the right quantity, you know, uh, but also having quality. Quality is pretty important in this game because you know consumers won't bid on stuff they don't want. Um, and then on the on the kind of promotion and driving demand, uh, having an email list that you can get out and reach your constituents, being listed and bidding for good. Uh, kind of getting promotion, local media organizations, all of these things combine to kind of get you a successful outcome. That's great. John, uh, Tessa in, in Ohio asks, uh, how, how do I get started uh, with an auction? We do an, uh, an offline auction now. How do I get online? Uh, you know, I'll give the example of my kid's school because I was on that auction committee and sort of saw it from the inside out. Um, so our auction is typically the last weekend in March. Um, so uh, in early January, so about uh, 90 days beforehand, we launched, um, you know, the uh, kind of a, a homepage uh, for our online auction um, that said, you know, the, the auction is coming. Um, it did a couple of things. We were able to, um, we activated the ticket sales uh, feature. We were able to uh, promote our sponsors and give them some early visibility. Um, then as we went through uh, the months of January and February, we used the system to send emails out to our constituency asking for items, and that generated 30 or 40 extra items. Um, and then about two weeks before our, um, our gala, so in kind of mid-March, we launched the online auction, um, and there we had uh, about 220, I think, um, silent auction items, and then there were 15 live auction items. Um, we enabled bidding uh, on the silent auction items and a handful of the live auction. Um, when we got uh, to uh, two days before the event, our event's on a Friday, so on Thursday night, 
sorry, our events on Saturday night. Uh, on a Thursday, on Thursday night, um, we closed out the online auction. Half of the items closed out online, and so they were uh, you know, kind of uh, done and gone with. Um, and then half of the items rolled into the room. High bid online was the uh, opening bid in the room. And so that did a couple things. It reduced the amount of logistics um, substantially the night of the event. Um, and it allowed us to kind of start the night knowing we had, uh, in our case, I think we had about $23,000 already in hand. Um, and so that's sort of kind of at a high level how it works together. Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? Uh, that means that we've got an online uh, uh, caller here, so let me uh, go to the caller and uh, uh, see if our caller's got a question. Caller, you're on the line. Uh, do you have a question for John Carson? Hello? Hello, caller, yes. Hi, uh, my name's Eric from Long Island. I had a question. Um, do you know any, any good places, or how do you get the... the um, uh, organizations or companies to sponsor good items for the auctions. Where, 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 where can you go for something like that? Where to go get the items? Right, because well, you mentioned about quality, how to get good quality items, but um, do you recommend of a place or, or know of a good method of getting these quality items? Well, you know, so um, most of our clients um, will have a, a small group of volunteers. Um, the schools will have a slightly larger group. Um, and, you know, there are some, uh, you know, some of the top categories are, as I, I might have mentioned, dining. So dining means that you want to develop a list of all of the good restaurants uh, that are in the local area. You can go to Google and create that list. Um, uh, um, Health and beauty is another one. So spas and um, hair salons um, are another category that you can go and you, you can go to the you know, yellow pages, I guess, is the, probably the most basic. But Google allows you to, do, pull to you know, do a search and you can come up with a list of folks. Um, entertainment tickets, so things like uh, tickets to sports events, um, theater, um, comedy shows, etc. Those tend to sell very reliably. Um, the test you want to think of is, is, which I think is, you know, it's sort of basic. But would you want to bid on that? You know, when we look at some of the auctions that don't do very well, um, almost always the culprit is that the catalog is really not that interesting, and that if you sort of honestly asked yourself, would I bid on that? That most people would say, no, I probably wouldn't. Um, so just sort of putting up a bunch of stuff that's up in the attic, that's not going to do it. You have to um, bid on things that um, are, you know, kind of have a, a broader appeal. Um, a lot of organizations can come up with um, fund a need. So we've seen some good work with Susan G. Komen where they will uh, put up an item that will be, I think it's $100 to fund a mammography for a low-income woman um, in you know, one of the neighborhoods. So those will t typically do well, and since their constituency is passionate about this issue, people bid on that and, and kind of sponsor those. Um, so I, I know it, uh, this, is, this is Ted, and I'll let the caller if he's got a, a follow-up to, uh, to ask a follow-up as well, but uh, did you, you used to have uh, uh, some items that you could seed an auction with. Do you, do you still do that? Um, we have a, um, 
uh, a program in which we do uh, provide items. We have two full-time um, sales guys who go out and get items in bulk. And so uh, this is not consignment um, where, you know, it often can be kind of overpriced stuff and the opening bid's quite high and all of that goes to the vendor. Um, this is a program where by the charity always keeps the vast majority of the money from dollar one. Um, we do have um, a 33% performance share, um, really just so we can pay these sales guys who go out and get the stuff. Um, typical auctions will get anywhere from three to $10,000 of items. Um, and we don't really get items that don't sell through well because obviously that's in nobody's interest. So those items are really meant to kind of um, supplement your catalog. We don't recommend that that be the entire catalog because, again, you know, it's only a handful, anywhere from, you know, four to a dozen items. But, you know, it's, it's extra and it um, generally kind of uh, will pay for most of our subscription fee. That's great. Uh, caller, do you have a, a follow-up call, or are you all set? Uh, no, thank you very much. Okay, great. Thank you for calling in on the nonprofit coach. Uh, if you have an interest or have a question for John Carson, you can call in at 347-324-3080. You right. Oh, thank you, Lurch. Uh, we've got another uh, call here uh, for, uh, for John Carson. Caller, you're on the line here. Uh, do you have a question for John Carson? Uh, 917 area code. It's all you. Hi, Ted. It's Jules from Karma. Oh, hey, Jules. How are you? I'm doing great. I had a quick question here. Um, John, so being someone who's a serial entrepreneur and been in the online space for quite some time, I was wondering if you could kind of go into what you see the societal trends going forward for online fundraising. Um, so that's a big picture question. Um, I think that, you know, there's clearly, uh, you know, kind of an uptrend towards more and more transaction activity uh, taking place online. E-commerce, you know, another record uh, holiday season. Um, you know, I think more and more uh, stuff is moving into that medium. Uh, the next generation, you know, the kids that I talk to, you know, in their teens and in their 20s, this is really the primary medium in which they engage and transact. So I think it's on an upswing. That said, um, I think it's important to keep it in the context of I don't believe this will ever be the median in which capital campaigns are conducted or major gifts. Um, I think that there's uh, a much more one-on-one -on -one personal ask relationship um, development, um, and so I think that that's always going to kind of stay that way. Um, but I think that in terms of shaking the tree for 100 to $200 to $300 size um, donations and transactions, I think this is kind of where it's all going. Yeah, um, Jules, I, I know that uh, you're very actively in, in, involved. What, what, what are some of the things that are on your mind as it relates to auctions? Do you see a lot of organizations uh, moving in that direction? Certainly, and I definitely agree with the fact of this being a, a new and exciting and engaging channel, and uh, certainly nonprofits are looking for, for, for new ways to, to reach out uh, with different activities. And I certainly see uh, auctions uh, coming into to the swing of things and um, also trying to 
work with partner channels into the, the previous caller talking about ways to, uh, to get items, and John mentioned that there are certainly some opportunities out there. So combining or, or collecting a package of these tools uh, becomes a really powerful resource. So I think uh, this, is, this is a great opportunity for nonprofits to, uh, to do that. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm, you know, I, I, I'm strange in a lot of ways, but I don't know how, um, how different this is. But one of the things that, that I do uh, with bidding for good uh, is when I want to go to uh, a sports game or, 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 or something of that sort, uh, I'll often go to, to uh, bidding for good to see uh, if you folks have tickets. Uh, one, because if I buy tickets from you, I'm supporting a charity as well. But what I've also found is some amazing packages that charities have access to that, you know, sort of us – uh, normal human beings don't have access to. Uh, for my son, for instance, uh, this Christmas, I'm bidding for good. I got uh, a front row on the ice tickets for uh, the Capitals uh, 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 hockey team, uh, and we got a chance to uh, go see Alexander Ovechkin and got an autographed jersey from, from Alexander Ovechkin. So my son was thrilled. It's a great gift. We supported a charity. But I don't even know how I would begin to get that for myself but the charity has access to that. So, John, how much of that do you see where just amazing packages or things that other people don't have access to uh, are, are out there on bidding for good? You know, I would say today we probably have around, uh, I'm trying to think, around 20,000 items or so. Um, and my guess is maybe 5 to 10% of that um, is the kind of very unique stuff. Um, and... You know, I think that it's always there. Um, I'll speak from my own. I, you know, I bought my wife lunch with Mayor Menino, who's the mayor of Boston, uh, two years ago, and that's a present she never forgot. I mean, it was a, apparently a very funny afternoon and brought some friends. And, and so that's sort of you do get this unique experience. And we coach our clients that uh, you should tap your board because what sort of what makes this whole ecosystem work in that regard is that these nonprofits do have boards of directors. The boards tend to be the more influential, um, well-connected members of the community, and so they can get, you know, uh, tickets to the Red Sox and throw out the opening ball and meet the owner, John Henry, sort of stuff, because that's who they are. And so that's just one of the unique aspects to this marketplace that you don't see in some of the others. Uh, thank you, caller, for uh, – thank you, Jules, for that question. We've got another question here uh, from uh, Pamela in uh, Chicago. Uh, John, she's wondering how much can a, a charity expect to raise uh, in, an, uh, in an online auction? Um, so you can clearly raise um, – uh, well, you can go low, um, which, uh, you know, you could raise almost nothing. Um, which typically when we see a, a low-performing auction, it, the, the culprit is, is, the, is the catalog. Um, but we have uh, – I just saw an auction that closed the other day for $185,000. Um, the sweet spot in the market is 10 to 15. Okay. So that's generally where we um, see the, you know, kind of the center of gravity. Um, I think we've had uh, one auction that went as high as 350000 with a PBS station. Um, so it, a lot of it has to do, back to the supply and demand, and it's a math problem, it's what is the capacity of the organization to get items and get good items and to hit up their board, um, and then what is the quality 
and the quantity of that constituency base and how many emails do they have to be able to reach them. And, and say say a, a charity raised sort of that that average of ten or fifteen thousand that that you um, that you're finding is possible. Um, what what would what would the cost be for that? What would the fees be that they that that would be associated with that kind of auction? Um, so we have so, so there's sort of three fee uh, elements. Um, the first is an annual subscription of five hundred ninety five dollars. Um, and you can run as many auctions in the course of a year as you'd like. Uh, about half of our clients run multiple auctions. Uh, many will have their standard auction, and then they'll have a holiday auction, for example, in the late November, early December time period. Uh, so that's the first part. The second is a performance fee um, that starts at 9% on the first $20,000, and it goes down to 6% for the next 30, and then it goes down to 3% for the next 30. So for the folks who raise more than uh, $90,000, anything over 90 is you know kind of 100% theirs. And that does not apply to um, ticket sales. So our typical client is selling $500 to $1,000 of tickets. Does not apply to cash donations. Uh, typical clients getting $500 to $700 of cash donations. Doesn't apply to sponsorships. Uh, sales, which are um, previewed on the system, and typical clients getting three to four thousand dollars of sponsorships. So that's all sort of free and clear. The third revenue kind of um, fee part is for the items that we provide that do sell through. And once again, as I mentioned earlier, that's um, two thirds to the client, 67 percent of the client, 33 percent to us. Um, so that's how how it sort of breaks out. So for uh, and if I've got my math here, I was uh, you know calculating this out as you were giving the numbers. So for an average charity, average auction, fifteen thousand dollars. If they don't use any of your items, because of course that changes the calculation somewhat, uh, then it's it's about uh, one thousand nine hundred and forty dollars. I mean about two thousand um, dollars in sort of standard fees, performance fees, and license fees for that auction um, at, at uh, an average of $15,000. That would be about right? Um, yes. The, the only uh, an accounting uh, quibble I might make is if that organization is going to be having more than one auction in the course of a year, you wouldn't allocate the full uh, $600 to that one auction. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but you said, you said uh, only about half of your uh, – uh, of your your folks uh, currently use um, uh, use more have more than one auction. So uh, so for the average charity doing one auction a year, average is license fee nine uh, percent. Uh, but you, they've also got the opportunity to maybe make their as you said, uh, how exciting is your catalog? Uh, make the the catalog a little bit more exciting with maybe some of the items that you can add to their catalog as well. So lots of different options to position this uh, for charities. Well, and you know, so we, we're sort of um, heavy into the data. So, um, of that fifteen thousand um, dollars, approximately four thousand dollars would have come from winning bids from the bidding for good community, the, the Ted Hearts of the world. I'm sorry. So, um, of of that fifteen thousand dollars, right. approximately four thousand of that would have been winning bids that came from members of the Bidding for Good community. 
Oh, okay. So that's a, that you mentioned that that's an additional sort of benefit. So people who don't know the charity but are on bidding for good because they they like using that as a way to find things. So that's an additional benefit. Right. And that $15,000 auction probably would have had about five to $600 of cash donations, uh, probably would have had around $700 of ticket sales, probably had a couple thousand dollars of sponsorships um, that would have all been sort of free and clear of um, kind of any of those fees. So when we look at our web logs, um, the general math is that we can um, – we have basically a four-to-one payback. So when you add up all the places where we um, can kind of track um, activity on the web logs, um, for every dollar you pay us, you get about $4 coming back in the other direction. Well, that's great. Well, that's a, that's a terrific uh, ROI for, uh, for charities. Now, what's the relationship? You had mentioned before um, that uh, you know, some of the items close online, some of the items, so, so they, they can start getting bids online but then do an offline auction. Tell, tell me how that works. How would a charity utilize that part of your service? So you, you have the kind of, um, uh, you have the discretion to decide how many of the items in your catalog do you want to close out online, how many do you want to have roll into the room. Um, and so uh, it's, the, you can, it's, it's up to the, the nonprofit to make that call. Um, so an item that closes, uh, that does not close out um, online but rolls into the room, the high bid uh, online becomes the opening bid in the room. Um, and so uh, that, that's sort of kind of how it works. Okay. Well, that, that gives a lot of, lot of tools, a lot of uh, opportunities for, uh, for charities to expand their fundraising uh, utilizing your tool again, you've been uh, you've been around from the very early days and uh, uh, board member on the eFilanthropy Foundation. So we go way back. I can't thank you enough for joining us uh, here on the Nonprofit Coach, John. Before uh, we wrap up and go on to page uh, three, um, are there any last uh, uh, advice or suggestions that you have for charities that have been thinking about this, have never uh, done an online auction, maybe have heard all about it? Um, why, why sh what, what can you say to convince them uh, that now's the time, this is the year to, uh, to think about doing an online auction? Well, I guess, you know, I would encourage folks to really think um, about how the current silent auction model works. Um, because if you start to really pull it apart, um, there's a number of um, limitations. So you have... Uh, often a, a non-trivial uh, proportion of the community is not at the gala. Sometimes it can be as high as, you know, 60, 70 percent of the people. Um, you have the distractions uh, that take place. You know, as somebody once said, you know, if uh, Sotheby's was trying to get the highest price for a piece of art, they probably wouldn't hold the auction in the middle of a roaring party. And that's sort of what a silent auction is. Um, the live auction is very different. In fact, the nonprofit stops the party and everybody focuses on the auctioneer. But the silent auction has these distractions. Um, there's a socialization aspect. There's sort of an awkward ending, grabbing a pencil out of somebody's hand. Um, not a lot of value for the commercial item donors. Um, so there are all these things that, you know, not to say it doesn't work, um, but, you know, horse and buggies work too, you know, just the car came along and made it a bit better. And so our, our premise is that 
um, when you put an auction online and make it available 24-7, make it available to your entire community, um, allow them to be able to bid when the auction's closing at, say, 9 o'clock at night without distractions, um, you just get a higher outcome. And so, as I said when I started the show, and I'll say it at the end, there's no magic to any of this. It's just a math problem. Well, I like the civilized aspect of it. I, I, I have uh, an interesting uh, uh, memory myself of an auction that I did for a hospital in Rochester, New York, where we had an autographed Buffalo Bills uh, football, and a couple of doctors uh, were literally hovering over the sheet, and they were outbidding and outbidding and outbidding, and one of the doctors finally got so fed up with the whole thing, he grabbed the football and ran out of the ballroom. Uh, and I, I thought, you know, well, we've probably moved beyond civility here for uh, for this particular auction. Hey, listen, John, thanks. Great to catch up with you. Terrific show today. I uh, really appreciate all the information. And uh, uh, thanks again for being uh, here today on the Nonprofit Coach. Hey, thanks a lot, Ted. Page three, as you know, is uh, where you can connect with, uh, with me. Uh, you've got an opportunity today at the International Fundraising Conference for AFP, the Association of Fundraising Professionals. I will be in Baltimore, uh, Maryland today at the International Conference at the Convention Center. Three o'clock, I will be presenting on people-to-people fundraising, social networking, and the latest tools and techniques for success online. So come out to the Convention Center uh, on the third floor, and I'll be there. Looking forward to uh, meeting you uh, and having an opportunity for you uh, to uh, win a, uh, a new copy of uh, our new book that's coming out. Uh, it gets released at the conference tomorrow, uh, but you can get a copy today by coming to my session. It's called Internet Management for Nonprofits. Uh, and uh, so uh, tomorrow I will at 11.30 be doing a book signing uh, for the new book, Internet Management, but also I went by the bookstore yesterday, and they do have copies of People-to-People Fundraising, uh, and they have copies of uh, the Nonprofit Guide to Going Green, which I'm absolutely thrilled uh, that they uh, have that book. That ties into uh, uh, talking about our next show, uh, so this is sort of a blend of page three and uh, page four. Our next show uh, will take place uh, next week. Uh, we will be on uh, uh, April 20th uh, with our pre-Earth Day show. So don't miss the opportunity uh, to uh, join us on April 20th. You can uh, go to the new easier-to-understand web link. Uh, it's Ted Hart Radio. TedHartRadio.com uh, will take you to the site where you can listen to all the podcasts of today's show and prior shows, but also listen live on April 20th at 12 noon Eastern for our pre-Earth Day show. And I am absolutely thrilled to have Danielle Brigida, uh, who is the Social Media Outreach Coordinator for the National Wildlife Federation and also an author in the new book, Nonprofit Guide to Going Green. I was thrilled to edit this, uh, uh, this book. Um, it's fantastic. We're going to get a chance to learn all about how uh, you can go green. Uh, and there's an opportunity on that topic to see me this week. I'll be in West Palm Beach uh, speaking for the Community Foundation of Palm Beach, uh, Palm and Martin Counties, uh, and uh, I'll be uh, talking about the GreenNonprofits.org organization uh, and how you can uh, go green and become certified as a nonprofit. Uh, so check that out out online at GreenNonprofits.org. But I'll be down there at 12:30. 
uh, at the Community Foundation of Palm Beach and Martin Counties uh, for the uh, Green Certification Program. We have six new charities for the green nonprofits who are going to be certified on that day. So uh, pretty exciting stuff, uh, and that's, uh, that's going to bring us uh, over to uh, – I think we're going to be uh, moving on to uh, page five. Okay, over on page five, uh, we've got a review of what's in the P2P fundraising uh, newsletter. Uh, and, uh, of course, we've got the promo for today's show. You can find that at p2pfundraising.org uh, and uh, click on archives in the upper navigation. Uh, the next topic in uh, the newsletter is Digital Leap 2010. This is going to be taking place in Toronto on April 23rd. Don't miss the opportunity to uh, come up to Toronto and uh, join us. We've got an absolutely star-studded uh, digital li lineup. We've got uh, uh, Alan Clayton with Clayton Burnett uh, from London coming over for this conference, uh, Christy Scott with uh, Google Grants, Scott Stratton with Unmarketing, who was our page two expert, uh, Andrew Masawi from Blackbaud, Mark Banbury uh, from Plan Canada, Philip King, uh, who I just saw in Baltimore last night. Uh, uh, he actually hosted a little reception, so thank you, Philip. And he's going to be uh, at Digital Leap at the Royal Conservatory of Music on uh, April 23rd. Uh, and I will be there uh, lecturing, and uh, that's my birthday. So if you're up there uh, Digital Leap, uh, uh, don't miss the opportunity to register at digitalleap.org. Uh, in the newsletter, uh, we did uh, announce that the official online release date for Internet management for nonprofits on Amazon is April 19th. However, uh, we do have a book signing tomorrow uh, at the Baltimore AFP International Conference, and uh, as I said, an opportunity to actually win a book today. If you're out uh, at the conference and you join for the lecture, uh, we're going to do a drawing for a pre-launch copy, uh, autographed copy of that book. Also over in P2P fundraising, a uh, really nice article. I really uh, appreciated getting this from Mashable.com, uh, how to clean up your Facebook profile. Um, and, of course, you know, as those things go on and you've got pictures and other things, and they've got a lot of new privacy settings that, uh, that you want to avail yourself of, uh, you can learn all about that on P2Pfundraising.org. Click on archives. Well, the newsletter went out uh, last week, and it was a promo, promo, uh, promotion for today's nonprofit coach show. And in there, we said that you could actually win one of five tickets, uh, free tickets to Digital Leap on, 20, uh, on April 23rd uh, in Toronto. Uh, and that we are going to give away at least uh, one ticket, maybe two tickets on today's show, and that you could register to win one of those free tickets in a variety of different ways by signing up uh, as a friend, uh, linking uh, to me on my LinkedIn. Uh, you could uh, sign up for our discussion group on LinkedIn. You could uh, follow me on Twitter. You could uh, friend me on Facebook. Uh, lots of different ways that, uh, that you could actually register for a complimentary ticket. We've got a, a whole slew of people that have done that. So thank you, everybody. And I am very pleased uh, to announce uh, our first two winners of the five tickets that are going to be given away uh, for uh, free admission to Digital Leap Canada. And our, our first winner is Jeff Christensen. Jeff uh, is with Regina Palliative Care, uh, and he gets uh, uh, one of those free tickets. And the second uh, winner uh, is uh, Denise 
Fernandez, uh, who is uh, from uh, World Vision. Uh, so uh, lots of ways for you to still win. Uh, you can sign up, go to our newsletter, and it will show you all the links. Uh, and we will be drawing for the additional three tickets that are still available for free admission uh, to Digital Leap. And, of course, tickets are still available. And don't miss the opportunity. I think there's maybe one more day tomorrow uh, for you. If you're registering, you want to make sure you've got a seat. Uh, you can go to digitalleap.org. But, hey, don't forget the secret. There's a 10% discount if you enter the word Twitter. It's the Twitter discount, uh, and you can uh, just enter that in the discount code box, uh, and that will give you an automatic 10% off. So go ahead and register today at digitalleap.org. Uh, we've got all the radio links uh, from today's show all uh, lined up there for you. And the last thing that we've got in the newsletter uh, is uh, how many people do we have on the LinkedIn discussion group? Well, uh, last we looked, we had 678. We were wondering uh, uh, when 679 would be signing up. I think that actually happened yesterday. Uh, so uh, don't miss the opportunity. Of course, signing up for that LinkedIn discussion group allows you to connect with hundreds of other professionals in the online digital space uh, for fundraising, but also gives you an opportunity to possibly win tickets to Digital Leap 2010 in Canada on April 23rd. Um, so those are the topics that we covered in uh, the newsletter uh, this, uh, this week. The next show, as I said, is April 20th. It's our pre-Earth Day show. So I'm just going to uh, uh, go back and review what we covered today. Uh, lots of uh, interesting topics in the news links from Google AdWords help. Uh, Twitter's, uh, it, it uh, turns out that those who are on Twitter and Facebook tend to give more. Uh, and that's uh, shown in a survey. We've got that link online. Uh, and you can save money by just changing the font on your printer. So uh, let's all save money and uh, save uh, save the environment by not uh, using up our, our printer ink. Uh, Idle gives back April 21st. Nice to support uh, that's, uh, that uh, uh, opportunity to, uh, to support charity. But also this year they've got uh, uh, their first online auction. So if you're a big uh, American Idol fan, uh, don't miss the link there. Chirp is the first official Twitter developers conference. Uh, we've got the registration information for that. Uh, we've unfortunately got the link for Bebo, which apparently is dying. We'll keep you posted on that. I know there's a lot of fans of Bebo out there. Thanks again to Steve Culbertson for uh, filling us in on Global Youth Services Day. Uh, thrilled to have the update for everybody on Gifts and Kind International. Uh, and uh, don't forget uh, an opportunity to maybe get a piece of the pie, $1.3 million uh, from Pepsi in the Refresh Project. And that's all over there in uh, the radio links. Uh, so I look forward to uh, seeing folks in West Palm Beach this week on Wednesday. Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing a whole bunch of people at the Royal Conservatory of Music up in Toronto for uh, Digital Leap. And today, that is our show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.